life precious from the start. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Abby Tales, presented by Abigail Ministries. Over the years, Abigail Ministries has touched the lives of so many that we thought it was time to share these amazing stories and miracles. This podcast is a celebration of Jesus' work through our ministry. We'll be talking to Abigail's founders, as well as team members, donors, community leaders, and some of the mothers and children who have benefited from Abigail. Hello, my name is Susan Meyer, and I am the Interim Executive Director at Abigail Ministries. And today it is my pleasure to introduce and to talk with Kristen Heaney. And Kristen Heaney has been a longtime supporter of Abigail Ministries, probably since the start of our ministry. I'd have an opportunity to just meet her, talk with her, learn why she does what she does, and just learn about who she is. So we're excited. I would ask you to all just welcome Kristen Heaney. Hello, Kristen. Hey, everybody. Hey, Susan. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. But you know, while you're here, we would just love to just have an opportunity to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, that's a big, broad question. Well, I live with my husband and two teenage boys in two dogs in South Florida. And we recently moved to Florida, I guess it's not that recent anymore, in 2014 from the Metro Detroit area. So uh, I fill my time with, uh, there's never free time, I know that, that's for sure. I fill whatever time I have with Mm -hmm. uh, family roles, whether it's watching the kids play a sport or spending time with them Mm -hmm. on the weekends. On the weekdays, I'm mostly on Zoom, just like we are now, uh, carrying out work with clients from across the country. You sound like you have a very full life. It's full and blessed. Um, I wouldn't know what to do if I was bored, that's for sure. (laughs) Amen. So I guess in all of this, how did you learn about Abigail Ministries? So Abigail was what I would call a legacy nonprofit for our family's foundation. So my dad started a foundation in 1992. And as I look back at records, I believe 1999 was the first donation that was made to Abigail. Yes. When you, that's when we opened our doors. Okay. That's the very first year. So we were there from the start. So my dad actually died in 1998. He was diagnosed with cancer um, just a few weeks after between diagnosis and death. And at that time uh, I took over directorship along with my mom of this family foundation. I was 21 at the time. So to say I was unprepared is really underestimation for sure of the situation. So um, I believe it was my mom who was aware of all that was going on with Abigail and, and, you know, as you all were starting. And so she passed on your name as an, an opportunity for us to get involved with giving at that time. So I'm grateful to her for having the heart to kind of start us at that point. And I mean, through the years, it's just been a blessing to us to be able to come alongside and and partner with Abigail and all that great Mm. work. Well, Abigail being so so specific to just working with um, homeless pregnant women to be able to provide them a shelter, a, a place to live and to be able to help them get on their feet. There had to have been some significance behind choosing Abigail Ministries. What is the story behind the story? Oh, there's a great story behind the story, I guess. Um, 
you know, I know probably what prompted my mom and then continues to be an inspiration to me to continue our relationship with Abigail and partner with you and all of the work you're doing is that my mom, I think I came unexpectedly. I was a bit of a surprise. My mom and my dad were not married at the time that I came along. And I have a sister that's 13 years older than me. So my mom having a 13 year old at the time, it was probably a very inconvenient time to be yeah. pregnant. And so I know that, you know, the option was on the table for um, an abortion and just kind of making this inconvenience go away. And so I'm so grateful to her that um, her faith in God and her love for me before I was even here prompted her to do the difficult thing and to uh, bring me into the world. And my parents in time married one another and I had the blessing of having both of them in my lives, but my gosh, <laughs> I mean, I'm here because of that one choice. And you realize when a person has support and the opportunity to kind of really think about that decision that they're making and, and be able to see another path to, to bring a beautiful life into the world and to, um, to support that person and into the future. And so all of the work that you're doing kind of is prompted mm -hmm. by the, the beautiful choice that my mom, the beautiful and difficult choice that my mom made. What I love more than anything about your story, because um, having been here since 2012, I had this wonderful opportunity to see that you don't just allow your foundation, because it is KT Foundation that was founded that you propagate from your dad that you've picked up the reins for. You're training your boys, your sons to become part of this, this journey and would just love to hear a little bit about how you incorporate them into the mission to make a difference in the world. And, and I remember the day they came here and, inter and interviewed me. And I think it would be great to share with others just a little bit about that. Well, I think I'm learning from my experience there of having been so very unprepared when I took the reins of this family foundation. And my dad never expected at 50, you know, to make his exit from this world. And I think that, you know, in that way, he wasn't thinking about preparing me because it didn't seem necessary. You know, everyone anticipated we'd have decades to do all of that. And so I think the experience of losing a parent early like that has made me realize it's never too early to start sharing your values in general, but certainly philanthropy values and overtly and also kind of indirectly preparing them for the roles that they will one day have. So they'll be in charge of this foundation one day um, after I'm gone, who knows, before I'm gone, maybe, you know, as they start to step into roles, but for them to be able to just kind of walk alongside my husband, Ryan and I, as we're carrying out these roles and just be able to see how it works, what questions we're asking when we're on site visits, you know, what, what we're interested in and how we're approaching these conversations, I think is important for them. I don't know, 75% of it maybe goes yeah. over their head. Uh, and that's okay, but at least they're getting familiar with the language and the experience and maybe more important than anything, um, kind of seeing the, as we're modeling the heart for your ministry and in yeah. wanting to give back and come alongside and, and not just drop off a check, but to partner with and to begin to understand uh, what this organization's doing to have a relationship with the people that are a part of it and doing this amazing work so that it can be, it can be a partnership then. It, and it was, it was beautiful as your oldest son sat down, he did do an interview. He asked me some great questions. He was really interested in what we did. And 
He was very interested in how we continued, wanted to continue to sustain that. And I love the last question. I think I remember is, well, what will you do if we give you the, you know, if we continue to give you the support and the money? And I think that what you've done with raising up sons who are already learning how to make a difference. And I don't think he was even, it's about three or four years ago. He might've been what, 14, 12, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And it's such, to bring that up, I bring that up because I know that there's others listening who, who probably are thinking, I'd love to do that with my kids. I'd like to sew into them now to teach, make a difference in the world. So um, just such a great example. Mm-hmm. And I bring that up because I know it's going to help others as they listen to this. But, and it brings us to, you are our largest supporter at Abigail Ministries. And we have valued that over the years. And we love what you have helped us to do. And there are others out there who are like you. And they're looking to say, why? you know, I have this wealth, I have this money, or I have this influence. And how do I bring that? um, How do I make a difference in the world with that? I'd love you to speak to the donors, to the people out there, even if it's time, talent, and treasure. I think you're the best person to advise on all of that. Well, that was a value that I was raised with. I guess from both of my parents, I would say my, I don't know, I feel like dads always have these mantras, right? That they're always kind of repeating over and over again. And one of my Mm -hmm. dads was, um, that you have to give back to society because society has given so much to us. And so being really mindful that, um, I don't know, with these great blessings also comes a great responsibility to um, to kind of share what you have and, and whether that is, as you say, your, you know, your talents, like your God-given talents that you have to share them with the world, but also whatever treasure you have, whatever financial resources you're able to give. And so I'm so grateful um, for the legacy that he left in, in having inherited this foundation. I mean, what an amazing mm-hmm. privilege to be able to carry that out. That's far greater than any resources that I received myself for, you know, that, that are a great blessing to our family, helping us, you know, with housing and education for the kids and things. But really the foundation is the greatest blessing to be able to, to share that and to help elevate others um, to achieve the same, you know, the same opportunities that my dad who, you know, grew up in poverty and kind of overcame a lot of obstacles to find success on his own. So to be able to, to kind of see that and be really grateful for the way that we've, you know, particularly him, you know, he was able to, to find financial success, to be able to um, raise up others to have similar opportunities. And then my mom, you know, he was, he was kind of a living example of that. And, you know, the little mantras, mm. but my mom was, was very much a modeling example of that because she, you know, her Susan, she was, you know, yes. continues to be just really other oriented. She has a giant heart. There was never a time when she didn't have volunteer work going on many times, you know, to the tune of like a part-time job sometimes, you know in, in overt ways, you know, giving lots of hours to organizations, but also we were always picking up an older lady to bring her to church. On the <laughs> you know, like she just, she sees people and she's got such a big heart to give to others. So, um, she taught me how to love. And so, I mean, that's mm-hmm. something that I think is the most important thing that she's given to me. So why would someone select Abigail Ministries? You clearly made us a focus for you over the, since 1999. Why should others consider Abigail Ministries? Well, I mean, I think that we, I kind of shared why we care about this mission and this population of people, you know, someone who's homeless and and facing an unexpected pregnancy certainly has a lot of burden on their shoulders, but 
there are other organizations that um, across the country that you know kind of speak to that need. But I think there's something special about Abigail. I think the way that you approach the women who you work with in such a respectful mm-hmm. and loving and accepting way. Yeah. Um, and then in the midst of that also, I mean, I think it's a really tough road to walk to also insert boundaries and accountability into that picture, because it's very challenging to, um, approach a relationship with boundaries and accountability and still, um, also help the person to see how, how, how great your love for them is and how much acceptance you have for them. So I think that Abigail walks that line that's very difficult to walk in a way that I have a lot of respect for. I thank you for that because so often in this ministry, the women that come here are women that we are in awe of because we know that they come from places where they've experienced the worst that can happen to anyone. That more often than not, they've had to raise themselves, that they have been I hate to use the word rape, but they've been raped and they haven't just not physically, but emotionally of who they are and who they are, but yet they come and they want life for their children and they want something different. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, I know that's where you join me in that platform. Cause it's not just about giving somebody a shelter here. Mm-hmm. It's about helping to come alongside those that are in, in unity and in ministry with us, as well as what God in this mission to bring hope in the future to them, to give them a foundation that is found on God, because that is how we've been founded. This ministry is breathed by him, mm-hmm. but to be able to help them to look up into the horizon and see him there and dare to dream dreams mm-hmm. that I was blessed to have. And you were blessed to have because you had parents who loved you and to teach just to teach them just by action and love how to be family. And um, I love that the core of you is family. You are a very family-oriented woman. I know that you've got some changes coming in your life and, and all of it revolves around family. And so you've had some life changes. You've gone from, I know you got a degree in social work. I'll say that. And, yep. and you created a program for that. And then God moves you into this new territory. He's calling you to a new, um, a new a career. I would have to say that right. I call, I know you're going to tell me that this is not good, but you are pioneering something different new. And I would love to have you share this opportunity with everybody, because I know at the core of it is your passion yeah. of what, what you love to do. Yeah. Would you like to share that? Sure. Well, I've been, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to share the experiences that I've had for the benefit of other people. And so mm-hmm. this role that I'm in now with work gives me the opportunity to do that. So I'm working with uh, financially successful families, affluent families, and helping them either through individual coaching, couples coaching, or facilitating family meetings across generations to help them to be more intentional about their values, to help them to have these conversations, to communicate about those values, and then to be really strategic about planning for the future. So mm-hmm. we didn't get the opportunity to do that necessarily in my family because of the time frame. You know, we had a very limited amount of time after my dad was diagnosed with cancer. So to not have something so emotional on the horizon and be able to proactively work with a family to say, okay, you're saying philanthropy is important to you. How can you best be able to, to do that and to get involved with charities that you care about across generations? So, you know, grandma is volunteering with the grandson or, you know, we're thinking about, is there a specific cause that we really want to target? So to be able to have those conversations about what's most important to 
with family members. I mean, a lot of times it feels like such a privileged position to be able to sit and kind of facilitate a conversation where families are talking about these things because it's it's the good stuff. It's the most, you know, and they, there's tears and it's meaningful, meaningful conversation. So to be able to, to work with families to do that and then individuals too, to help them be able to drive their vision for what they want to accomplish in life. I do a lot of work with like the next gen, second generation and forward after this family wealth is built, mm -hmm. which, you know, I can kind of relate to that position myself. So to be able to help them to see like, yes, there was success in the generation before you, but there's some responsibility that you have, you know, you have your own leg of the race to run now. And what does that look like? Sometimes the shadow of the person before you who is successful can kind of inhibit that. So to help them to see how they can step into leadership as the next generation and begin to do this leg of the race in their own beautiful and meaningful way. So it's about teaching them to make a difference, to leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. And most important, I think, to nurture within their children such incredible, I think, um, values and virtues to be able to just say, how can I be the difference? And I love that because I see that your boys, I know that your boys are already ready to take on the world and all, and it's changing. It's changing considerably and you're helping others to see um, something that the world isn't concentrating on so much anymore. I think mm -hmm. that is where I stand, I can make a difference no matter how little I have or how much I have. But I love that you're segmenting the people who have a lot to challenge them, yes. to challenge and them. Whether this is um, you know, your, your financial support that you can offer to an organization or whether it's your values, like I was saying with my mom to be able to model this for me, there's something to making sure you don't lose that. And maybe I have this perspective because of you know, having lost my dad early, but then my, my uh, father and mother-in-law, you know, kind of died early as well. And so to be able to see, like I'm in the, this generation where I'm going, okay, my kids didn't necessarily get to see all of those amazing things about their grandparents. Yeah. So I feel the burden of responsibility to kind of make that linkage and to help them to make sure that that carries forward and we don't lose that, whether it's, you know, time, treasure, talent, all of it. You're a bridge. You're basically yeah. a bridge and you're a bridge for many things. You're a bridge for your family and you're a bridge in this community and in so many other places. And I know this is not so much on script, but I think it's important. Um, you once shared with our ladies, you know, um, your message about directly to them. And if you had an opportunity, which like you do right now, what would you like to say to the woman who comes to Abigail ministry? Um, I would say, that there are people who have never met you, who pray for you, who care about you, who want the best for you, who see um, a path for your life that maybe you can't see because of the challenges that you have been through in life. And uh, we respect your position in life and how you ended up where you are because the bumps of life and the bruises that you take along the way are no joke. And so for someone coming in in this place, um, just to know that there's a, a place of love and acceptance for you where not only are there people who will care so much about you, but who will share with you more about God's love for you and mm -hmm. acceptance you can find there to make a totally new path and to start fresh, which what feels better than the opportunity to start fresh, so. Amen. So I have to say that it has been an incredible interview time. It has been an opportunity to learn more about you, to 
to hear why you do what you do and, and how you make a difference in the world. And I have to just thank you personally for um, all the years that you have supported us. And I know all the years that you'll continue to support us minimally with your prayers and in a big way, you do support us economically. And we thank you, but God bless you. And thank you, Kristen. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to partner with you. It's um, I stand in awe of the great work that you guys do and what you accomplished and, and how you come alongside of people. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity to partner with you in that. And thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Abby Tales podcast presented by Abigail Ministries. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, visit our website at abigailministries.org or log in and subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or Amazon. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, at Abigail Ministries, life is precious from the start.